Welcome back, everyone, to Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. Uh, we are still not in the library. Scheduling uh, complications have, yeah. have, have meant that we get to meet uh, in this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're grateful. We're grateful that we have been allowed to use this space by Kawata Baptist Church. Welcome back, Pastor. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to be with you. Yeah. How have you been? I've been all right, yourself. Not bad. Good. Not bad. Good. We just come out of Easter evangelistic activities. Yeah. We wait for the Lord for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That was your Easter. Easter was it was tiring. Yeah. You know, we had the moment at church yesterday when we were standing outside and everyone looked tired. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about everyone. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're doing. We might be doing too much. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was we, good. We rest one day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll rest when we get there. Uh, in today's episode, we are talking about having children outside wedlock or having a child outside wedlock. This is, this is something that happens. Um, we have uh, people who have, children, have had children outside of wedlock prior to becoming Christians, and we have had people having children outside wedlock while they are Christians. Um, so um, let's start off from the helicopter view yeah. as as an elder um yes how how do you go about uh engaging someone who has had a child outside wedlock and they're coming into they they are coming into into church membership good all right um it's a very sensitive topic and yet one that needs to be to be addressed and i pray that it will be helpful to people out there or viewers out there. Now, as, a, as, a, as an elder, as you've said, one of the things we consider, or the main thing we consider when someone is applying for membership is their credible testimony of salvation. That's the first, that's where we start from. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can they attest to the fact that they've been saved from their sins? And Christ is their Savior, is their Lord and Savior. That's where we start from. And then uh, as we now begin to process their, their membership, we want to find out when did they get saved? Have they been in membership before in another church? Why do they want to move membership to Kabata Baptist, for example? Uh, are they running away from issues where they're coming from? So that you clear those before you admit them into, into membership. And in an event where an issue like that appears, uh, surfaces, the doke doka the chap, we want to know you know what were the circumstances. And then uh, if it's a young lady, where is the father of the child? And how supportive is the father of, of the child? Uh, and then also try to help them if it's, it's something that happened when they're already Christians, have they dealt with that with God mm-hmm. and any person that would have been, been involved? So before you go on, so would you say it is an issue or it's not an issue? Because there, 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 are, there are certain things where somebody's applying for church membership and you know, certain things in their, in their past that you would say are not issues were you a teacher you know what i mean there are certain things that are not not issues would you say someone having had a child outside wedlock 
is an issue or it's not an issue? It is an issue, and what I mean is an issue, quote unquote, yes. is we we need to know something about it so that we are able as elders not only to be able to shepherd that person properly, but also to be able to defend in case someone was to ask. Mm. Because a child will, will show. Mm. Yeah, if it's a lady, you'll probably see her with the child. Mm. If it, maybe if it's a young man and he's keeping the, the child, you probably see see them with the child and people begin to ask, No, this guy is not married, how come? Mm. Or things like that. Yeah. So we need to have such information as elders. So that in case someone brought it up or we'll be able to say, Yeah, we are aware of that and it's something that has been dealt with or it's something that happened before they were saved mm. and, uh, and, and and things like that. So in that sense, one would say it's an issue mm. that needs to to be brought to the attention of the elders so that the elders know and then they'll be able to 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 defend mm. their their members or speak on behalf of their member to anyone who would raise such issues. Yeah, because from the outside, as ordinary church members, um, we, we we definitely see it as an issue. It's just interesting to know that the elders as well also see it as an issue. Um, and so this... Um, in terms of in- integration, how, what, what, has been, what has been your experience in terms of people with coming with children, integrating uh, into the church, someone who has had a child outside yeah. wedlock? Because I would assume that uh, it's not the easiest of, of things. Yeah. Uh, firstly, it's, it, it's, it's difficult for the person coming in, and it's also difficult for the members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do I mean is that, firstly, People look at sexual sin as like the sin. And what I mean is not undermining it, mm. but it's that the, the difference is that with sexual sin that results into a pregnancy, there's evidence or, or yeah, there's evidence of that effect and that's the child. And the child will be there mm. yeah, for a long haul. And so when people uh, look at that, they begin to wonder. Some will not outrightly, okay, will not outrightly say it to you, but they begin to wonder whether this person is really saved or are they continued into sexual sin. So for most of the members, uh, they find it very hard to easily accept such a person. And then the person themselves find it very hard to easily integrate. If you, let's say you're in your early 20s and your peers, none of them are the child. Mm. So to just fit into that circle becomes very difficult because for you, there are a bit of other complications. And what I mean complications is a child. So it's the difficulty normal. The, the fact that integration is difficult. Is that is that a normal state of affairs? Because you, you can imagine uh, someone comes in. in. In most cases, when someone comes in with a, uh, with a child outside wedlock, it's usually a, a young lady. Yeah. It's, it's rarely the man, right? But let's say that somebody comes in and they have had a child outside wedlock. Mm-hmm. They are joining the church yeah. uh, as a member. When they are feeling that difficulty, is that difficulty integrating? Yeah. Yeah, it, is, um, is, that, is that normal? <laughs> because well, in that moment it doesn't feel yeah, yeah. it just feels like you're being tormented yeah yeah well I, i'll use normal very cautiously okay 
But it's what I refer to as a consequence of your sin. Okay. Yeah. Because any any sin, the consequences make it very difficult for is, for you to easily pick up and go. Yeah. But what we need to do is first of all as members, we need to create an enabling environment yeah. for such a person. Yeah. We should not begin to torment them more on the sin that God would have forgiven them of. Yeah. Uh, and we should not again create an environment where they slide back into that sin. Mm-hmm. So we need to have mature ladies mm-hmm. or older ladies that can help this this young lady because remember she's single. Yeah. She has a child. Yeah. And the older ladies who are married and godly know what it is to have a child. Yeah. And the challenges, so they can help such a person. Yeah. And then also the peers yeah. must be able to provide some supporting role in the sense that uh, don't look at this person as the worst sinner. Yeah. So provide that enabling environment. But if it means inviting them home, do so. Before we get yeah. there, yeah. Uh, about the, 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 the difficulty being normal or abnormal, mm. the way we tend to treat uh, resistance and friction is if there's resistance I should stop yeah right if school is hard I'm studying the wrong thing yeah you hear it all the time mm. on the YouTubes and the Instagrams uh, do what you're passionate about and you never work a day in your life yeah. and so we sort of assume that somebody coming into the church it's the body of Christ yes. this should be the most welcoming environment mm. in the world yeah but then you come and it's difficult right and so in that moment the the, the natural inclination is to go mm. Uh, I should pull back or I should I should leave yeah. and so in that sense um, the the resistance that 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 one might find within mm-hmm. when you're trying to get when you're involved in the church and you've had a child outside wedlock mm-hmm. that resistance is um, it's not unexpected because it comes with it comes with a sin mm-hmm. but it should be something the church should work yes. against basically yes it's the church must the church must be a community of people that appreciate God's forgiveness, regardless of their past. Mm. So, when such a person is coming in, mm. we must realize that the only difference with my past mm. is that there are, there are no scars of, of iniquity mm. that are marked all over me, that are visible yeah. to an ordinary member. But they are very visible before God. That that sounds like the parable of the forgiven servant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, when this young lady comes, yes, as a child, but that's why I say we need to establish is a credible testimony of salvation in their life, and then we begin to help them. Yeah. It's the same resistance I think that we have for some of us when we see someone with tattoos. Yeah, it's like, okay, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's, which, what's going on? What's here? going yeah. on here? <laughs> but the guy what he did them before he got set. Yeah. Uh, and then he can't raise the tattoos. Mm. But you 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 don't need to begin from that. Yeah. We should not be like Pharisees in our approach yeah. to our relationship with such individuals. We begin with what's a testimony of salvation? Mm. And then what baggage are they coming with into the membership? And how can we provide uh, an enabling environment for them to grow, carry their burden, uh, or carry their issues, 
and save God in that state. Because mm. I think First Corinthians Paul talks about okay, each person must be in the state in which God found them. Mm. Are you uncircumcised? Do not be circumcised. Are you circumcised? Don't reverse. Yeah. So yes, we appreciate our our background and our sinful background, mm. but God has saved us. And from that point onwards, it really matters how we save, how we live our life from that point of salvation onwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so, a person who has a child, or a, lady, a young lady or a young, young man, it's not the end of the world. Mm. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. They, they have this child, it reminds them of their past, mm. but God has allowed them to have this, this, this child as painful as difficult as it might be, mm. but they now must begin to live their lives going forward in full view of God's salvation and actively participate in the life of the church. Okay, so I'm with you so far, yeah. but we get to the point where the person says, um, but, but Pastor, I can, these people keep judging me mm. based on my, based off of my past. Yeah. I can't. For them, I'm nothing more than I'm nothing more than a person who's had a child outside work. Mm. I can see how do I relate to people yeah. who are wronging me mm. in this way, who can't seem to look past my past. How how do we how do you re- respond to that? And that's why I said the, the elders they process. So the elders must be able to help. Mm. So if that person is brought that that issue before the elders. And if, even if there are maybe one or two individuals, the elders must be able to sit and uh, help them appreciate the, the situation. Mm. Uh, so that you begin to look at the person, the past they are seen or past their past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't keep on judging them based on what they are or their previous life. Yeah. And, and that's why the Bible is very clear. Uh, uh, about that, mm. it's the difficulty is also what the apostles experienced about twelve uh, Tarsus. Yeah, yeah, they did not easily accept him. Yeah, and that's why God brought Barnabas yeah. to encourage Paul. Yeah, Barnabas spent more time with Paul, encouraging Paul, yeah. and then he brought Paul to the others. That's a that's a very good yeah. one because Paul soaks. Uh, so in, in in his time as so yeah. he persecuted the church and so now he comes in and is like you know yeah. i'm here for church membership yeah. naturally there was that resistance yeah. as well from the guys people. are thinking no this guy is going to finish us inside yeah. yeah 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 and i'm sure paul had a number of conversations where he's like you know what we have done yeah we have got to antioch yeah <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm, I'm stoked with these jerusalem christians they're always judging yeah yes it's like you know i but you killed my my uncle you <laughs> get the point yeah but Barnabas, Barnabas was able to rally her, yeah. Walked with Saul, yes. helped Saul out of that, and then he became the link with the church in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so even us, we need to have those people that can be the Barnabases, as yeah. it were, to such, such individuals. Yeah. Who will not judge them because of their past, yeah. but call them brother Saul mm. and walk with them and let them grow and who knows what they'll be tomorrow 13 of the 27 books of the new testament were written by Saul, a poor but if 
he he was not easily he was not easily accepted and if Barnabas did not come there and I'm saying if yeah. maybe we not have had yeah. God would have used another person yeah. to write the, the word but the point is we need to first of all begin at personally appreciating our salvation and then see how God has been gracious to us in dealing with our sins yeah. and seeing it in others as well. Yeah. So bringing it together, you've mentioned four things. Um, strictly speaking, five. Yeah. There's, a, there's a certain normality, there's a yeah. certain normal uh, resistance that comes with someone mm. uh, having a child outside wedlock, especially in terms of involvement yeah. uh, in the church, um, because these are the consequences of sin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sex outside wedlock being the sin, not yeah. the child being yeah. the sin. And so the four things that you mentioned that help the person in the situation is uh, a community of believers, the church, mm -hmm. to help um, forgiven Christians uh, being able to apply forgiveness to, to someone else, church elders to lead, and then the scriptures to guide. And uh, the last one was Barnabas, a Barnabas, a friend who can walk alongside you even when everyone else is uh is, is piling on the pressure exactly yeah exactly those those things are very those things are very important because it's the scriptures that guide us yeah the scriptures are such examples and uh, principles or precepts that we can work with yeah and then the scriptures talk uh, refers to the church as a community of uh, uh saved or forgiven sinners mm -hmm. yeah and those must be able to provide uh, that environment that helps uh, people of, of different paths to find acceptance in, in the church. Yeah. And uh, older ladies must be there for younger mm -hmm. ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, help them, yeah. uh, nurture them, and show them that yes, this is you and we cannot run away from your past yeah. but it's no longer you you've been saved and this is what god requires or expects of you to live from this point onwards yeah and the elders must be there to teach the members what does it mean when we say we've accepted someone into membership yeah. we've taken time to process them ask them questions deep questions searching questions We've consulted one another as elders. We've prayed over this, this matter. Now we're bringing it to the church and say, look, the elders have done their work as far as uh, wisdom can go. Do also your work. If there are any questions, any, bring them. Yeah. Let's deal with them. So I'm not saying we're accepting them into membership. We're saying, yes, whatever their past might be, yeah. we're also accepting it because of their, they've, they've professed faith yeah. and therefore we treat them from this point going, going forward. Yeah. And then uh, for anyone listening out there, maybe you've had a child out of wedlock, it's not the end mm. of life. Uh, God, still a, God has saved you from your sins and he wants you to use your gift within the church. And you can be a good example to other mother, single mothers or single fathers out there on what it means mm. 
uh, to serve God in that state. But also it, it might be through you where you, you begin a ministry to help young men or young women or young ladies that to find themselves in that situation. As the Lord, as the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians, that God comforts us so that we are able to comfort others. Mm. So once you appreciate God's grace upon you in this situation, it's expected of you to extend that grace to others, so that the difficulties you had when joining such a such a a, a community of believers might be lessened by your presence to such individuals around. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah, It's not the end of the world. In God there is forgiveness and we are new creation and we must save him as new creation. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Pastor. Mm. It was very, very helpful. Mm. Um, very, very helpful. We'll take a break, a brief break, and then um, we'll look at our book of the week. Uh, this time our book of the week is being brought by me <laughs> rather than uh, rather than pastor. Um, the book we're looking at this week is Lectures on Calvinism by Abraham Kuyper. It's a very good book. Uh, very, very good book. Abraham Kuyper is one of those really interesting authors. As you can see, I, uh, I was quite serious about my note taking within this, uh, within this book because there's, there's much value. Uh, in this one. A bit of history on the book. This book was done as a series of lectures by Abraham Kuyper at, uh, at Princeton, I believe. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, at a university in the United States. Yeah. Abraham Kuyper is a, um, a Dutch, uh, um, a, a, a now deceased uh, Dutch theologian, uh, philosopher, intellectual, all-round brilliant guy. One would think of him as a modern-day um, or a latter-day Jordan Peterson, right? For those who mm. want to get an idea of what he was, except he was also the prime minister of his country. Mm. There you go. So Abraham Kuyper does these lectures on Calvinism. It is six lectures on the um, not what Calvinism is, but what Calvinism does, mm. and that's why this book is is, is amazing. Uh, he does not just focus on. Let me connect it with with. Uh, a, a church situation now what tends to happen is people become Christians um, and then they remain uh, almost like babies at the door of the church it doesn't affect how they live going forward uh, and what Kuiper does is he sets up Calvinism as the way in which God created the world for flourishing and so as you are living out the core tenets and implications of Calvinism, you end up with a world that is just, a world that appreciates truth, beauty, and goodness. He shows it from history, he shows it from the present, and he also shows it uh, in terms of the view on the future. So lectures on Calvinism by Abraham Kuyper, it is amazing. It's great. Because they are lectures, you can actually read through one chapter, it's six chapters, you can read through one chapter in a single session because you know that he spoke it in a single session. It was not written as a book, it was given as a, as a lecture. Mm -hmm. I find that amazing. So you can just flow through it, just set aside 
depending on your reading speed and hour an hour and a half on a Saturday that you're good and you can you can work through this within the space of a month six lectures amazing um, you've read this book pastor I've uh, read uh, the lectures Yes. Not compiled and I see. But yes. different. Uh, yes. How, the stone lectures. How would you rate this in terms of the how easy it is to read? Well, for me, yeah. probably personal bias. Yeah. Because <laughs> I enjoyed the book, yeah. so I found it very easy, yeah. very easy to read, and I'll give it an eight. Yeah. 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 It's very, very easy to read. I, I would not, I would not disagree with that yeah. one. Um, yeah, sometimes Kaipa loses you, yeah. but he finds you yeah. because he's a very, very good. <laughs> or you find him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And if and if he ever loses you, just you know, slow down, backtrack, and continue. Lectures on Calvinism by Abraham Kaipa. We have a copy in our library here at KBC. If you want to, um, and if someone wants to start to to Google the Stone Lectures yes. by Abraham Kaipa, you see. Yes. Yeah. You'll find it there. You'll find it there. Okay, well, thank you very much. This has been Coffee in the Library. My name is Mwansa. I've been your host. This is Pastor Sivale. We can be found on your social media platforms if you have any questions or comments or things that you'd like us to touch on. Um, we shall see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.